0: This is the All Into
1: Clemson Football Podcast. The official, unofficial podcast of the Clemson Tigers. What is up, everybody? Briley here. Carter has joined me as well. And thank you for joining us for this bi-week recap. What are we going to call this thing? I think bi-week is the best way to put it, yeah. Okay, let's stick with bi-week recap, except that we're not really going to recap any of this bi-week about Clemson really like nothing happened at all so we're not going to talk about that we're going to do something different instead this isn't your typical college football general topic talk show but we're going to do a little bit of that today because you and I Carter are a little annoyed at the way that college football is being run and it's time for us to get some anger out how how angry are you right now?
0: I am ready, like I am rather angry a- angry, that's rather <laughs> never mind. I'm so angry, I can't even talk right
1: now. No, I can't take you I seriously more than, than usual, yeah, same <laughs> as
0: usual, no, but i I'm fed up with the season, honestly, I'm just I'm ready for the season to be over, which is rather weird for me to be saying like I'm ready for college football to be done, basically, like I just don't want to see any more of
1: it, <laughs> all right, That's a hot take right there. I'm not to that point, but we're gonna discuss how we feel like the playoff system is it working. And then I also want to talk about the Heisman voting, some things that annoy me about the way that we now vote for the Heisman. But first, I want to give you a quick update and let you know about what is going to happen next week. Obviously, next week is the week leading up to the, one of the big games of the season. And of course, that's the AC, ACC championship game, Clemson-Notre Dame, the rematch. I can't wait. It's going to be fun. That's why I don't want college football to end yet because Clemson is going to win this freaking national championship (laughs) and we're going to bring home the hardware. So let's not end just yet, okay? Uh, But this is a big game. If they win, they're in the playoff. If they lose, they may still be in the playoff. We'll see. Uh, (laughs) This is what we'll talk about, whether we think they should be in the playoff or not. So because this is such a big week, We have some amazing content to bring to you leading up to this big game. Lou Samoji is going to join us early in the week. He is from the Notre Dame rivals affiliate, blueandgold.com. He's going to give us a breakdown of the Irish. What's happened since Notre Dame has last played Clemson? I haven't watched a lot of Notre Dame since then. I didn't watch a lot of Notre Dame before they played in the first, you know, the first time around. So uh, no surprise there, of course, but... Have they gotten better? Have they gotten worse? What's going on with them? Lou will give us the rundown, and then after him, we are also going to be talking to Hale McGranahan, who I nailed. I nailed both. Of those did days. yes. Uh, very I impressive. hope so at least. <laughs> I hope so. Uh Hale, Hale is going to join us. He is from the twenty four seven sports affiliate, the Big Spur, and of course, that is a USC junior. Uh, website, and you may ask, why the <laughs> heck are you having a USC junior reporter on the week of the Notre Dame Clemson rematch? Well, I'll give it to you straight here. We haven't talked at all about the hire that the Gamecocks made, uh, Shane Beamer, and I think it's time that we. Get it from the experts and find out what they think of that hire and what Clemson is gonna face in the future. It's always fun. Beamer, he's gonna get smashed for the next few years, I think. Uh, that was our our coverage of it. Yeah, that's about all we said about it. (laughs) That was the basic coverage. So I thought it would be helpful for all of us Clemson fans to get what an ex you know, an expert's thoughts on this hire he's close to the ground there what's what's going to be changing in the next couple of years at that program for them to try to compete with clemson they're not going to of course but hale is going to give us some insight into that hire and then i'm not done yet you may think we're done but we're not done yet of course we will have our typical preview episode come out on friday carter will join me for that it'll be a lot of fun but before that I'm also in the works. We're probably going to have uh, another Clemson insider reporter join us for like a Thursday episode. So lots of episodes coming at you this week. This is Monday, probably an episode on Tuesday. There will be an episode on Tuesday, probably on Wednesday, actually, probably on Thursday and probably <laughs> on Friday. So whole slate of content for you. Yeah, it's going to be crazy, busy week. And uh, I can't wait. This is going to be such a fun week. But. I just wanted to tell you that the thing, though, is that we didn't come here to talk about really any of that. We came here to, as we said, discuss how we feel about the college football playoff. Is the system working? And this is something that has been a, light, a lightning rod for years now, really. Ever since, ever since the playoff came out, people have, thought, have been saying, why are there only four teams? Why are we having a playoff? And college football is like super strange in that I, th- as far as I know, it's the only major sport that people are constantly complaining about what the postseason is like. You don't hear a lot of complaints about the postseason in the NFL. You don't hear a bunch about it, you know, it, in, 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 excuse me, in the NBA. And you certainly don't he- hear about it during March Madness. Everybody loves all of those postseason formats. So why the heck is college football such a mess? I mean, we go from the BCS system where everyone hated that. And by the way, I was, I never hated it as much as everybody else. I never thought it was all that bad. I would I would I'm one of those crazy people that I'd be okay if the BCS was still around today. <laughs> yeah, go back to the BCS. <laughs> yeah, and I'm I may sort of argue something like that, but at this point Pandora's box is open, okay? There's no way we're ever going back to the BCS. And I hate to break it to you as well. As soon as the this current playoff uh contract is up, there's going to be expansion, okay? They're gonna expand the playoff to most likely eight teams. I think that's probably uh, ju- it's, it's gonna happen. Like I have no doubt about that, and all the insiders seem to think the same the same thing. So, what's the point about complaining about it? Well, it's kind of fun to complain about some of these things, and <laughs> who doesn't love to complain? <laughs> yeah, get angry it's a college, about this. That's right. It's it's a college football pastime. So excuse us for joining in on this, but. There are some things that this season have become so obvious to me that I'm just really sick and tired of it, to tell you the truth. And I just don't like the way that it's that it's being run at this point. So let's go ahead and jump into it. I think the most important thing for me to lay as a prerequisite to this conversation is that this is a really weird season. And I don't think anything this that has happened this season – Delegitimizes anything that's gonna happen. Like the champion, I think whoever wins the championship is deserving of it. Um, and all the all the weird finagling and the and the scheduling issues and everything, all the craziness that has gone on, I will forgive it this season because listen, we're living in a global pandemic, and the very fact that we're playing college football is sort of ridiculous in one sense. I'm very thankful for it. Don't get me wrong. But it's kind of funny that this is something that we'd complain about in 2020 when so many other things have gone wrong. But all the logistical nightmares that have happened, we've gotten to nearly the playoff. And guess what? I think most of it's legitimate. I know that Ohio State has only played five games. And I know that there is, you know, they've, the Big Ten has even changed their rules to let them play in their conference championship. But... Uh, It's well, it's their own stupid fault, not Ohio State, but the Big Ten, obviously. So there's some of these things that I do want to talk about. But I think it's important to realize that it's just an unusual season. Okay, so weird things were going to happen to begin with.
0: Yeah, I understand that. Um, I do have a question for you, though, because you said that whoever wins, like you fully believe that they should be the champion. Um, I give this to you as a question. Uh, What if Ohio State gets in the playoff? and they win the national championship. Do you have, like, what do you think of that? Because with that, they will have played five less games than, like, Alabama, Notre Dame, and Clemson. You think, does that de-legitimally, whatever the word is. <laughs> I, <can't>. I know <laughs> not you're saying. Once again, uh, like, does that, like, is there an asterisk beside that if Ohio State wins, even though they played five less games than some of these other contenders?
1: even though they beat them head to head, but still five less games. Sure. And I think, again, this goes back to that. I don't think that's a failure of the college football playoff system. That's a failure, failure of the Big Ten Conference. And so in one sense, like, listen, if there wasn't a pandemic going on, if, there was, if this was a normal year and Ohio State had only played five games, absolutely i would have an asterisk next to them well it, that's yeah I, of course i think everyone would say that like a normal year and they only play five yeah. games
0: like of course but like
1: well it, and there, here's the argument for the playoff though is that okay they would have to go through two really good teams in the playoff and so that sort of legitimizes them winning it let's you know they're gonna play in the big 10 championship that's six games they'll they'll play eight games that's enough for me if, you know, if they win, they're not going to because they're the worst and I hate them. <laughs> um, and Clemson will crush them if they play them, obviously. But I, no, I see what you're saying. Like, but, but for me, it's like this isn't to me, this, this season hasn't necessarily surfaced any new issues that I have with the system because they can only do what they're asked to do, which is to pick the four best teams, which is something that I want to talk to you about as well. But, um, you know, it's like, uh, what, what are they supposed to do? I mean, Ohio State is probably one of the four best teams in the country, but it's not their fault that they only played five games. You I mean, you see what I'm saying? I do, I do see what you're saying
0: with that. But you said at the start of that, that it wasn't like the playoff, like the committee's fault that Ohio State only plays five games. It's more in the Big Ten. But at the same time, it's the playoff committee that is letting Ohio State in. So like they still have the final say in it. So it's not... You said it wasn't the playoff and the committee's fault and technically it is their fault because they will let the team in. <laughs> they could just say no. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, no, it's true. Well, no, you're right. I mean, it's, they are responsible for it ultimately, but like, there are a couple of questions coming off of your question that I think are where we want to sit down for a minute and discuss. And that's how do we feel about what you know what the committee is tasked to do so here here are my two questions first of all how do you, uh, how do you feel about the committee's responsibility to pick the four best teams uh, that's my first question, and it's the definition of usually the the argument is it's not the four most deserving teams it's the four best teams and then um <laughs> I mean, my other, my follow up question. Maybe this is the first one we should answer: is how do, how do we feel about the Big Ten changing their rules to allow Ohio State to play in the Big Ten Championship? You know, they changed the rule that, by the way, at the beginning of the season, originally was put into place to protect Ohio State mm-hmm. because the idea is, let's say Ohio State had lost a game in the regular season, and then a team like. Rutgers or whoever's in their division I think it I think Rutgers is but uh, or Indiana let's say Indiana a team that is not as good as Ohio State somehow only played two games but were undefeated they would be in first place you know in the company you see what I'm saying like mm-hmm. they would go yeah. to the conference it was meant to protect Ohio State and now that it's not protecting Ohio State uh, let's just remove that rule and so this, I think, reveals, it's not a new issue. I think it just brings to the surface, it reveals further that there's a lot of favoritism when it, in college football. It's so obvious. I mean, the group of five teams get shafted every year. <laughs> I mean, we already know that they're, you know, as they do everything they can, but they're not Ohio State. They're not Alabama. They're not Clemson. They're not, you know, these blue blood programs. And so those are, I mean, those are two things to me that have, this year, they've bothered me before, by the way, that only this year has been amplified by these circumstances where it's become very obvious that, okay, we're just going to... Yeah, Ohio State has only played five games. Okay, whatever. Well, they're one of the four best teams, even though they've played half as many games as even Texas A&M. Okay, like Texas A&M, I, I think probably Ohio State is better than Texas A&M. Okay, we could say that, but is Ohio State more deserving than Texas A&M? I, to me, there's got to be some sort of balance here where, I, where I'm really tired of, like, I don't care. Like, to some degree, yes, I want to see the four best teams play. But if you don't win your conference, are you really one of the four best teams in the country? I don't know. Like, that's that's the tough thing for me. So that's happened in the past where, yeah, Ohio State didn't win the Big Ten a few years ago. But they were still included in in the college football playoff because they were viewed as one of the four best teams. And so, like, where's that balance? I mean, how do you feel about that whole conversation? Well, that's
0: I honest I think that's just stupid because you're just taking it from 13 individuals who have their own biases, even though they're trying their hardest not to. And that's obviously like a very difficult job to have. But at the same time, like you can't. Like, they're just deciding on their own, like, who deserves it, like, to get in. Because, like, the most talented, best teams, that would be, like, put this, like, NFL perspectives. Like, in that case, the Chiefs will be in the Super Bowl every single year because they're easily, like, the most talented team out there. Like, well, then what's the point to even play the season if you're just... doesn't matter, oh, the Chiefs lost uh, randomly three games throughout the season because horrible weather or something like stupid like that, and they lost. But, like, we're still going to put them in because... They're the best team. They deserve it because they have the most talent. Like I, I find that argument so stupid. It's like, my argument is like, what have you done this year? And what is your resume this year? I don't care what you've done in the past. I don't care what kind of talent you have. What is your record right now? And let me see what you've done now. And this is where we're falling into the trap of like, again, with all these higher up programs with Alabama, Clemson, Ohio state, that they're ranked at the start of the year. Obviously they have all these blue collar, uh, blue chips athletes and everything. And they're, they're very talented, but like, that doesn't mean that they're great. Like, that doesn't mean like win games first. And they typically do every year. Ohio state obviously ha- hasn't had the chance this year, but I, I can't get over the fact that you can't just throw teams in there. Cause you think that they deserve it. I mean, throughout this year, I think they're ruining like all of college football for so many players. Like they're not even going to play like people that like for coastal Carolina, like if you're going to, unless you just absolutely love football that much. And a lot of them do like, why would you go and play football? Like most of the market to make it to the NFL. No. So like, what, what are you doing? Like, you're just trying to kill yourself basically yeah. <laughs> for nothing at <laughs> yeah. all at the end of, Oh, sorry. Um, we're gonna give it to this team because They're better than you just because we say they are.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, the system's so messed up that Coastal Carolina couldn't even schedule. Like, you know, they got BYU and BYU, I think, reached out to them first, which which was great, by the way. That was like the best game of the season. Okay. But there's no way that they would be able to schedule like a Texas A&M or something like that. Why would Texas A&M play them oh, at this it, point? There'd like, be no reason to. It would be Because it would be a lose-lose for them. They mm-hmm. would say, if they beat them, then people would say, oh, well, Coastal Carolina wasn't that good to begin with. There were nobody. And then if they lost to them, they would be like, oh, it was a fluke. Or, you know, like, you know that sort of thing. And so the system is so set against the group of five teams. So let's talk about that in a second. Let's, let's bring what you were saying, though, closer to home. Let's say that, God forbid, by the way, that Clemson loses to Notre Dame in the conference championship. And Clemson has two losses to, uh, you know, a top three team, a top two team in Notre Dame. Should Clemson be in the college football playoff? Let's say, for argument's sake, that Alabama also wins. So you have probably Alabama for sure. Well, not probably. For sure you have Alabama. For sure you have Notre Dame. And then after that, probably Ohio State. Even though we both have, you know, mixed feelings about that in general. But should a more talented Clemson team than anyone else out there? They may be the most talented and one of the four best teams in the country. But if they lose two games, would they really deserve to be in the college football playoff above Texas A and M, above Cincinnati? Above people like that, because for me, I would say, and I'm a Clemson fan, don't get me wrong, like this is a Clemson podcast. I would say, no, they should not be in the college football playoff, even though they are one of the four best teams in the country. You lose two games like that, you don't deserve to be in the playoff. I don't care. Cincinnati should be above Clemson in that situation. Texas A&M should be above Clemson in that situation. That's how I feel about it.
0: Oh, I totally agree. I mean, I don't think we we haven't had a two loss. Have we had a two loss team get in the playoff yet? We haven't. No. So first off, based on how the committee normally goes about it, two loss team, they should be eliminated automatically. Then there's other one loss teams that deserve it. Then second of all, then it gets into the argument of that. They always have for like not expanding the playoff because they're afraid of like these, like Alabama playing coastal Carolina and just smoking them. But then you can look at like Clemson losing Notre Dame twice now. You could just say like, well, Clemson can't even hang with Notre Dame and they're in the playoff too. And they haven't
1: beaten anybody else, by the way, Clemson.
0: Exactly. And so like, you're kind of using the, You could use the same argument with that. Like, well, Clemson can't hang with the big dogs. Because like, so then why would we want to see them play a third game in there? And like Clemson will have, they'll be healthy. Like if Clemson loses, there's no excuse this time for sure. Like they're all healthy for the most part. They have Trevor Lawrence. There is no excuse. Clemson loses; they are not in the playoff.
1: Yeah, I I feel the same way, and it's not again. We obviously hope that doesn't happen, and I mean, we'd be happy enough if they if for some reason they lost and then they were included. But th- these are the things that I'm talking about, though, and I've I've heard that. Like I I think it would be an injustice, really, if Clemson were to lose and to make it into the playoff. But here's something that annoys me, and this is a week late because. You know, the, the latest rankings have it come out and Florida only had one loss at this point. So um that's obviously gonna change. But so lastly, last week's rankings, there are a few things that really annoy me about this. And you may think this is kind of a stupid conversation because teams that are ranked below like six, you know, or seven, they're probably not gonna make the playoff, which sure, I'll give you that. But there's some real discrepancies here that I think goes to show that there it's this system is rigged in a way. OK, it's not built for everyone to compete in this system. OK, so here it is. Alabama one, Notre Dame two, Clemson three, Ohio State four. Listen, and that's fine. And remember this is the week before. So Texas A&M, Florida at six. And this is where. If you think about it, this is ridiculous. OK. Iowa State is seventh they 're eight and two, okay Cincinnati is eighth they're eight, no Georgia is ninth they they were six and two <laughs> miami it was tenth, and they 're eight and one, and of course, some of this is a week late because Miami got destroyed <laughs> you know, oh my God by North Carolina this week, cool. and so they 're obviously a pretender, but at this point in the season. Miami had only lost one game to Clemson. Georgia had lost two games, one to Florida, one to Alabama, and those games weren't close. And then if you compare their schedules, Georgia hasn't beaten anybody. Okay, the SEC is not as good as it has been in years past. I don't think any conference is as good as they have been in any past. I mean, the Big Ten sucks. I mean, SEC is
0: not good this year either.
1: (laughs) I would say the ACC is probably the most improved conference. (laughs) And Miami plays in it, and they're eight and one, and their only loss is a good loss to Clemson. I mean, they got beat in it, they got spanked in it. You, but you get my point. So why, on God's green earth, is Miami behind Georgia? It's only because, only because of what Georgia has done in the past and because of Georgia's name. Why is Iowa State 7th above Cincinnati? And here's the funny part is that Iowa State, do we remember this? Loss to Louisiana, the Raging Cajuns, a group of five team, right? Uh, So is that a good loss because... In this ranking, Louisiana was 19th. So this is like circular reasoning where you think, okay, well, Iowa State had a good loss to Louisiana, who's ranked 19th. Um, So because that's a good loss, then we're going to put them above an undefeated group of five team in Cincinnati because Cincinnati hasn't played anybody in their group of five team. It's like, I, I, I mean, I'm sure they would give you different reasonings than that, but I'm like... Okay, so either you don't respect the group of five teams and that's a bad loss for Iowa State, which would then put them below Cincinnati, or you respect the group of five teams because it's a good loss to Louisiana and then Cincinnati is 8-0, by the way, so they should be ahead of Iowa State. There's no reason, there's zero reason that Iowa State should be above Cincinnati in the college football playoffs. and That it's, just, that just goes
0: to show you like, there's literally no logic to what they're talking about. Like they give you one reason why some teams in the playoff and you come back with another reason why they shouldn't be. But then they're like, Oh, well, they're in because of this reason. And they're like, okay, well, what about this reason? And you can go back and forth with reasons why these teams shouldn't be in the playoff. And there's no way that anyone can actually just say like this team should fully be in the playoff with circumstances with like, like that. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like anything that they come out with is like, well, what about this? Like you said this about this team like last year. It's like, well no, that doesn't count this year. Like we're only we're we're on to this reason now. Like next year we'll be on to a different reason why. Like <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, like, ultimately it seems to come down to again, it's instead of it being uh, like merit based that a team deserves to be in this spot, it's more of like Okay, well, Ohio State is one of the four best teams in the country. So even though they've played five games, we're going to put them above, you know, at that point, Florida or Texas A&M. Like, that's kind of silly, but it's because they think they're one of the four best teams. Does Ohio State deserve, deserve to be there based off of their performance this season? No, they haven't beaten anybody. They beat Indiana by, what, a touchdown? Uh, And, like... Sure, Indiana's fine, but they haven't beaten anybody else besides that. So my issue is that it's it's like rigged, okay? So they're just, like you said, they're just going to pick the four best teams or the four teams that they view are the best, whether they win their conference championship, whether they deserve it or not. And it's seemingly based off of talent and sometimes, you know, deserved things, deserved, uh, you know, their priorities. But also... <laughs> Let's quit lying to the group of five teams at this point, okay? They're just not going to make the, the the playoff at this point. Because, you know, I, I don't know. I, I mean, I don't... Listen, Cincinnati is not one of the best four teams in the country. I'm not even sure that they're one of the four most deserving teams in the country. I'm not here arguing for Cincinnati in the college football playoff. Uh, ditto for Coastal Carolina. Um, even though they're 10-0. and 0. Part of it is, listen... They do have an easier path to an undefeated season. Period. Okay, if you play in the Sun Belt, you're not playing the the caliber of opponents that an ACC or SEC team is. Okay, so I don't think I think it should be difficult to win the championship. I I don't believe you should be able to cakewalk through one of these bad conferences and automatically be deserving of a spot just because you're undefeated. But there's gotta be some point here where, like, do a couple of years ago, for instance, UCF, I think UCF could have competed with some of these bigger teams. And again, I don't I, I'd have to look back at the exact scenario of who would have been left out or whatever. But if here's what I'll say, and I this is why I said this at the top. We're moving towards expansion. We're gonna expand. And so please, 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 when we expand. Could we change the criteria of what it means to get into the playoff? Like there's five power five conferences. I I think every conference winner, conference champion should have an automatic bid to the playoff. I tell you what, with that, if we were this is the year to do it, first off, like why not test it out with
0: COVID, make it an eight-team playoff. If there was an eighteen play- team playoff right now, you wouldn't have any arguing about anything because take the five. Power, Power five conference, like winners, that's five right there. Throw in Texas A&M, make it six. And then you have Cincinnati and coastal Carolina. Like you to argue for anyone else to be in there. Like, I think you wouldn't hear very many, much arguing then. Like there's eight yeah. teams right there. And like yeah. I don't get why, like, if you're going to try it out and have an excuse to be like, Hey, we're going to try it out this year. And if it doesn't go well, then we can go back to our 14 playoff why not this year? They have an excuse to be like, well, it's been such a weird year. We're going to test it out. This is our trial around. doesn't work out. Then you can go back to your 14 playoff. I, Yeah. I I just hate it so much. Cause I want yeah. an 18 playoff so bad. And I think that it would correct a lot of issues because I like what you're saying. Like the, the power five conference get an automatic bid. And I think that'd be great. Even though uh, some teams might not seem like they're deserving, but they, they're they going to get in because they won their conference But that leaves three open spots for your uh, like Coastal Carolina this year, Cincinnati. Yeah,
1: at large bits. Or you could have someone like Texas A&M who didn't win their conference championship... Or let's say for some crazy reason, Florida beats Alabama. Exactly. And it, then, okay, listen, well, maybe they're not one of the four best teams, but they're probably one of the eight best teams at that point. You know, well, like, I think there's a big difference too. This might sound
0: weird, but like there's a lot of arguing about who's are the top four teams. If you expand it to eight and people are arguing about being eight and nine, it'd be like, all right, well, you can just shut up now. Like eight and nine, like
1: you're. Well, yeah. Like, and come on. Like this is this is something that I mentioned to you. It's like, okay, so here's here's the way the bickering is never gonna go away. But before in the BCS, it was like, oh, we're arguing about the second and third teams. Okay, well, now we're arguing with the playoff, we're arguing about the fourth and fifth team. And then as soon as you expand it, it's gonna be the eighth and ninth team. Like it's not gonna go away. And that's just part of college football. I'm not saying that I want that to go away, to go away, but I, yeah, it does take it further away from the, you know, the <laughs> the sun basically, where it's like, okay, we're arguing over the second and third best team, that's a big deal. But now, if you are if you're arguing about the eighth or ninth team, then it's probably a little more obvious. Yeah. And typically you know, at that point, there will
0: be deal. more reasons to be like, hey, well, you have three losses, so you're not deserving to get in. So it's much easier to eliminate teams with an argument of like, hey, you have three losses, or like your strength of schedule sucked. So I think it's just much easier the farther down you go. So that's another reason yeah. why I, I would like an 18
1: playoff. <laughs> it's just a weird sport because we don't, and it's hard to compare them because they're two different sports, but people don't are don't people there isn't a ton of controversy about like uh you know the March Madness, the bracket that's set up there. Or let's take for instance, like the NFL this year. Okay, like some terrible team from the NFC East is going to make the playoff and win their division. And they're going to be, yeah, well, yeah, yeah, basically, (laughs) but for some reason, a better team than them is going to have to go play them. Probably with a better record, they're going to have to play that division winner at their home. And probably because they win that division, because someone has to win that division, then a much better team is going to be left out of the playoffs entirely. But listen, there isn't like this huge controver- controversy about it because that's like it's a good system. It's like one of the best systems. You, if you win your conference, you make the playoffs, and then there are a couple wild card seeds. Like that just makes the most sense. Instead of having, like you said, 13 dudes and, excuse me, ladies mm-hmm. as well in a room, just deciding, okay, who are the eight best teams or who are the four best teams? Like, Sure, you can have a you can have that discussion with like the at large bids, but let's let's stop doing this. Why did we set up a system where there are five power conferences and only four playoff spots? Like <laughs> you guys are idiots. Why did you you set this up to begin with to fail? Yeah, it,
0: it I would like to know the logic actually behind that. Be I mean, like, whose idea was this? Like obviously someone who just wanted to see chaos ensue and I they're just sitting back in their chair, watching all of this happen. But like, like you said about the NFL, no one argues about that first off, because it's been established for so long. I think some of it also is there's not as many teams in each. So I guess you can compare like divisions in the NFL, to conferences in college football, like there's not eight or nine teams in a conference in a division in the NFL. So it's not, there's just not as many teams, so I guess that has to play with it. But I mean, I wouldn't mind seeing the NFL format into college football just because, I mean, if anything, it just shows it works. And I don't know how you can't really transfer the NFL and how they do things really into college football other than making just a 16-team playoff or however many there are in the NFL, Yeah, which would be... You just crazy make a lot of money for them which we know that's all they all that they care about uh, it would be more football but I don't I'm not sure that will correct anything either so no
1: right. yeah if you do the division winner thing then basically you just remove the controversy from the end of the season by saying okay well it's this simple if you win your conference you're in the in the playoffs. so I don't know I you know I'm just not I just don't like the way that there's so much favoritism at this point. And there's there's such a lack of understanding about what, what, you know, is a conference championship necessary? No. If you're one of the four best, there's just no rhyme or reason to me. And the other issue for me, and this is partly because there are just some really good teams out there, like Alabama and Clemson have made the playoff. Uh, Well, Clemson has almost every season except for one, and same with Alabama. During the BCS era, and again, you know that I'm a sucker for that, there was so much more variety. The amount of teams that made the championship was so much higher than we've had in the playoff at this point. And this, I think, is obviously there are really good teams and there have been since the onset of the playoff, like Alabama, like Clemson, and like Oklahoma even. These teams that are constantly in the playoff. But I think part of it is this is... Evidence that there's favoritism within the system of like, okay, well, we're going to choose Alabama to make, you know, the the playoff, um, you know, even though I don't know, like they lost to Georgia and, you know, in the SEC championship game or whatever, like we're just anyways, it's just the favoritism thing that annoys me and the whole group of five thing I'm not a fan of because the Does anyone remember the Boise State-Oklahoma game back in the day? Sure, Like, there have been... Yeah, one of the arguments that I hear is like, oh, well, do we really want to see these teams go up against Alabama and some of these other, uh, you know, some of the the best teams in the country, like they're going to get slaughtered? And my answer is, sure, maybe they will, but maybe they won't. (laughs) And no one seems to complain about, like, the 16-seeds getting trucked by the one seed because we're all just waiting for that huge upset in, in March madness. And when it finally happened, we're like, okay, well this is why they do it. But you realize that the 16 seed literally never wins that game, but we play them anyways, you know, like it, it's just silliness it, to me that you wouldn't want, like who doesn't, I, I would, I'd sign me up if coastal Carolina was playing Notre Dame in the college football playoff. Like I would be, I'd be there probably before I'd be there for Notre Dame, Alabama. Like, <laughs> you know, that just doesn't, well, that's not as interesting. There's something to,
0: to, I mean, you're probably talking to the wrong guy about that because whenever I fill up my bracket, I always pick as many upsets as I can. Cause I just love it so much. Um, but like, like I said, you're probably talking to the wrong guy about that because whenever there's a matchup like that, like, I would expect most of the country would to like coastal Carolina plays Alabama. Like everyone's going to be cheering for coastal Carolina. Like everyone will watch that at least the first half. (laughs) And yes, of course, Alabama most likely will win nine out of 10 games against like coastal Carolina or a Cincinnati team. But there's still that one, that one chance that that might not happen. And when that does, that's all it takes is like, Hey, look what happened. Like anything can happen. Like how often do one seeds win in March Madness? It's not every year. In fact, I I would like to know what the percentage of it is. It's probably not that high. They probably have the edge, but like there's so many other uh, lower seeded teams that win. And if you give these teams, anything can happen in any type of playoff, anything
1: at all. I mean, agreed. And obviously basketball and football are two different sports and weird, you know, different things happen in each sport. I'd say the favorite usually wins in football more than they do in basketball. True. Uh, but no, I think you're, I think that's a good point. And, and uh, yeah, I think, I don't know. I'm just not, I, and who knows, they'll find a way to screw up an eight-team playoff too. Um, oh, easily. But <laughs> I don't know. I guess to recap, it's like quit playing favorites. And I'm sorry, folks, but if Clemson loses against Notre Dame, they don't deserve to be in the playoff. I don't care if they are the most talented team in the country. They don't deserve to be there. Quit playing favorites committee and quit leaving out teams just because they're a part of the group, the inferior group of five, um, you know, that, that group of, of conferences. So whatever system is next, whatever happens next, they need to get it right and it needs to quit playing favorites and it needs to quit leaving out some deserving teams, I think.
0: One closing thought on that if you're the most talented team and you deserve to be in and yet you've lost, shut up. That's all I want to yeah.
1: say. You're not the most talented team. <laughs> if you're that or if you're if you're that
0: you're... talented, you wouldn't have lost. So if you lost, then shut up. That's all I have to say. Yep. <laughs> exactly. I, I agree. No, Clemson has so, a loss, but let's not go there.
1: Yes. They're not going to lose, so it <laughs> won't matter. But, You know, just for funsies, that's what we were playing out. So real quick, we've already gone a little longer than I wanted to for this whole episode. So the other thing that I, it's sort of along the same lines, honestly, and that's the Heisman voting. And this is where, (laughs) uh, this is another one of probably an unpopular opinion amongst our friends who listen to this podcast. But let me make it simple for you. Trevor Lawrence is the best player in the country. By far, he's going to be drafted first, deservingly. Trevor Lawrence, though, does not deserve to win the Heisman Trophy. He should not win the Heisman this year. And I know that sucks to hear. And I know that you're probably throwing your headphones off right now at me. But he just doesn't deserve it. Like, let's... This is not, again, we're doing this thing where it's like, okay, well, if it was just going to be given to the best player in the country, then why don't we wait until after the NFL draft and just give it to the guy who was drafted first in the NFL draft because he's the most talented, he deserves it. And because he plays for the best team. Like, no, that doesn't make sense. Like, that's not what that award is for. And I I don't like it when we're just giving it, trying to give it to the best player on the best team. To me, that is not as fun and that's not what the Heisman is to me and also by the way recently the Heisman has been let's give let's give this award to not only the best player on the best team let's give it to the best quarterback on this team let's not even think about any of the, the any of these other players and it's because quarterbacks now are putting up ridiculous stats by the way joe burrow should have won the Heisman last year okay <laughs> Plain and simple. That's not what I'm arguing about. He threw 60 freaking touchdowns last year. That boy deserved it, okay? But let's take this year for for instance, okay? I've been saying that Kyle Trask should win the Heisman. He has the best stats. Up until this week, he was playing for a top five team in the country. (laughs) And this week we did him out, obviously. But let's take, for instance, someone like Devontae Smith for Alabama. Okay, like... Sure, he doesn't have as many touchdowns as Trask or Mac Jones, but it's because at his position, he doesn't have the ball in his hands every time. Devontae Smith is having one of the best daggone seasons a receiver has ever had, ever, 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 and he's not getting any bite or traction for this award, and it's because he doesn't play quarterback. The voters and the system is set up. It hasn't changed at all. It hasn't evolved to... Consider that, okay. These quarterbacks are having crazy seasons, but they're everyone's having crazy seasons now. But look at look at what like we don't know how to compare what a wide re- an amazing wide receiver season is to an amazing quarterback season. Like it's because you don't No, you, you can't compare them. Yeah, but I'm just saying, like, is Kyle Trask having a more amazing season at his at his position than Devontae Smith is at his position? No, like for me, here's what I'm saying. Devontae Smith should win the Heisman this year. And that's, we obviously have votes for the Heisman. So I'm just telling you right now that. Yeah. I was going to ask that. Like, I
0: feel like whenever I listen to all these radio shows and podcasts, everyone and their mom's like, yeah, I've got to vote for it. Like, how do you get a vote for the Heisman? Like, how do you qualify to vote for the Heisman? Because
1: it I don't seems know what like you're everyone, I have a vote. Yeah, so.
0: like... It wouldn't even surprise me if you actually did. It'd be like I, I, every it seems like everyone has the capability of voting. I'm like, like that right there just I've never been a fan of the Heisman, partly because of that reason. But I, I think fully like I don't care about if your team even has a winning record. Like if this is fully given to the best player for the best season, then your team can go own eleven.
1: Not based on talent, by the way. Not the best player. Exact. Just based off talent. But like yeah, statistics do mean something. Yeah, like and that should be the literally the
0: only thing you look at, in my opinion. If it's for the best player, then it doesn't matter if like even in that case, like offensive linemen have the chance to win it then. Like some dude has a hundred pancakes. Like his team went 0-11, though. Like he should still be considered, in my opinion.
1: I- yeah, w- w- yeah. Wouldn't that be more interesting than just giving it to the quarterback that eventually wins the national championship because he plays for, you know, the best team in the country? Like, I I totally agree. I'm tired of I'm tired of quarterbacks winning everything, and I'm tired. It, there's just no. I don't know. It's just not the way that it always been. Like I think defensive players should be in the discussion about these things. Like, I don't, I don't know if there is one this year, but I don't know. It's just annoying to me that in college football at this point, I feel like we're in a, in ruts right now and people aren't e- like evolving in their thinking whatsoever. And it's just, it's silliness to me that we're not considering someone like Devonte Smith that he's not the favorite to win the Heisman because honestly, he's probably the, he's I, I don't I mean this may be a step I don't know if he's the most valuable player on his own team, but like he's just having an insane season and we're not even talking about him because his own quarterback has thrown more touchdowns. Well, duh, because he has the ball in his hands and he's going to throw touchdowns to more than just Devontae Smith. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like it, this this is where we're we it's becoming. Everything in college football is just becoming very simplistic. It's like, okay, we'll just give it to the four, you know, the four best teams will make the playoff and the best player is going to win the Heisman. Let's also
0: face it. This might not be the best argument, but if it goes to like the best player, like they consider the best player and all of that, typically goes to these quarterbacks. Um, Wouldn't that show in the NFL too? Uh, well, then let's face it, then most of these quarterbacks that win the Heisman, how do they fare in the NFL? Not very well. Like, where's Tim Tebow right now? Where's Marcus (laughs) Mariota? Where's Baker Mayfield? Finally is coming around a little bit. Like, where... The the Heisman winners that do well in the NFL are these running backs. Are these wide receivers? Like, these guys stay in the NFL. These quarterbacks, if they're the best players, how come they're not in the NFL having 10, 15-year careers? Yeah.
1: Well, and... But here's the thing: It doesn't matter. You shouldn't base it off of future. Like no, that's what what I'm saying. They are they're like oh yeah yeah fully the best player because he's gonna have his best career in the NFL.
0: That's what I feel like they base some of their voting.
1: Like is Trevor Lawrence probably gonna have one of the best careers? Like I hope so, and he has the talent to do it. But that doesn't matter. It doesn't matter that he's going to be picked first in the draft or that his team is the best team in the country or that, you know, he's the best player on the best team in the country. Well, guess what? I'm sorry, Trevor, but you didn't play in three games. And as well, your stats just aren't as impressive as some of these other players. Even with that, like out of like all of those guys you've mentioned, who do you
0: think is most likely going to have the best career in the NFL? Honestly, I'm going to go with Devontae Smith. Like <laughs> even Trevor even above Trevor Lawrence, just because it's in the NFL, it's much like quarterbacks just keep eaten up. But like out yeah. of all those guys, Mac Jones and Trask and all that, like they're not gonna have NFL careers. Like Devontae Smith will, and he will be an elite wide receiver. And he's even like he's showing it right now, too. And I, I agree with everything that you're saying. So it's yeah. ridiculous. All those
1: all those reasons though are the exact reason reasons that I don't want to use, but yes i think I, i guess i guess for me it's like i just don't want everything has become so simplistic and easy to to project it's to me there's no the fun about college football is that anybody could win anything and the underdogs sometimes come out and surprise you and that's what sort of the heisman has been used to be in a lot of ways uh you know not all the time and yeah listen if if uh Trevor Lawrence had put up amazing numbers and his team was ranked first and hadn't lost a single game I'd be you know I'd be the first cheerleader behind Trevor Lawrence but anyways these are just a few of these do we sound like old men here who are just complaining about the way that you know the good old days of college football I don't want it to be that but I am you know I'm concerned that like okay the regular season doesn't mean anything for you know for the Heisman for the playoff for any of these things and the people are opting out the bowl games don't mean anything no one cares because it's only about the the playoff and all these different things it's we're losing the essence of the sport in one one degree and I I'm okay for things to change and evolve I'm okay with the playoff at this point I'm happy that it's here it'll be fun everything's going to be fun this season it'll be fine but the in the direction that we're moving Things are getting less and less interesting to me, and this is even with Clemson winning everything, which makes things more interesting for me. <laughs> yeah,
0: that's. I mean, I've been down that path for a while. I I'm gonna be honest. Like, I've never, even with college, like I love college football, but like when it comes to the playoff or even the BCS, where it used to be, like, I wouldn't watch. Like, I don't watch any bowl games other than the championship, basically. Like, because I'm of the mindset of like, if you're not in championship or the playoff, like, who cares? Like, what are you playing for? Like, Oh, I came 27th in the country. If they were ranking basically like for the GoDaddy daddy bowl. Oh yeah. I, we're 36th <laughs> in the country now. Take that. Like, that's what we're fighting for. Like I, I don't watch them. I don't have any interest in them. I think they're useless and I think they should be with the way things are set up now. I think they should be done away with because they're, they don't worth it. They're not worth anything.
1: Yeah. And I mean, I disagree. I, I wish those bowl games still had meaning well, for me. If they had for meaning, the, then I would be all for it. But like, there's no meaning to them now. Like yeah. for for me, the big loss is like the BCS games where you have the Sugar Bowl, the Rose Bowl, you know, the Orange Bowl, all these different bowls that, hey, we used to watch them and they used to mean something. But now it's like they're so deva- devalued that who cares? Like if you don't make the playoffs, then unless it's your own team. And even then you're like, OK, whatever. I mean... Well, not to mention also with that, to make two of those uh, is
0: the, like the Rose Bowl is always one of the playoff games or like the Sugar Bowl. Like, why do they make the playoff games like what used to be the BCS games? Like, why don't they make new like playoff games? You know what I'm saying? Like that way. So like those two games yeah. could go to like the Rose Bowl could go to like other teams. It, would, it might actually mean something to those teams then. Yeah.
1: It's because they wanted to mesh the systems in some way. and It's whoever paid the most money is what it is. Yeah, basically. (laughs) All about money again. It all comes down to the money. So, yep. Basically, we're not a huge fan of the playoff right now. We're not a huge fan of the way. I'm not. I'll speak for myself. The way that the Heisman voting has been going recently. And, uh, no one, you know, obviously no one who makes decisions is listening to this, but maybe some of this rings true to you as well. And we can all start sounding the alarm a little bit on the way things are going. <laughs> I'm sure you'll uh, hear plenty
0: this week with, uh, we've already heard a decent amount, like all this week on any sports radio, you're going to hear all of what we've basically said, I think. <laughs> yeah.
1: No, I, I mean, and everyone's seeing it, it's happening. So Anyways, let's just enjoy it while we can and enjoy that Clemson is crushing everybody and really good and that they have a chance to win a national championship again. So we can at least be thankful for that. Okay, I think we've uh, gone long enough here and complained about it. Let us know what you think. You can email us at rant at clemsonpod.com or you can drop us a voicemail through the link in the episode notes or you can find us on Twitter and Facebook at Clemson Podcast as well and let us know what you think so hey carter thanks for joining me we will see you again on friday and for everybody else listening don't forget to join us basically every other day this week as we have episodes and uh, we talk to people about the notre dame matchup and um, some other fun stuff so all right thanks for joining us we will talk to you in a bit be good out there Be all in on the best
0: Clemson podcast around by subscribing on Apple podcast, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast. And while you're there, it'd be cool if you left us a positive review.